This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. Amen, amen. Welcome to Southridge, you guys. My name is Miss Sayol. I have the privilege of being the Connections Pastor here, and I have the privilege of sharing the word of you, well, with you guys today, and I am excited to do so. Uh, before we get started, I also want to say thank you to our pastors for this great opportunity, and the team, and my beautiful wife who's joining us here today in the front row. Uh, you guys heard me talk about how short she is. Now you can just kind of glance over and see her there at the front row when I say something about her. But Again, I'm really excited to be here with you guys. And as Pastor Micaiah said, we are in a series called Home Run Kids. And before all my single folks or those folks that don't have kids take off, let me tell you, this applies to all of us. Okay? And I say that because the principles that we are learning are going to help us not only be better for ourselves, but to instill into that next generation. Whether they're related to you or not, whether you see them standing in line or they're stepping on your shoe, you could have some principles that will be very helpful for them. And we have been looking at uh, the, we use the baseball as the example or as the analogy for the series. And if you guys have been through Growth Tracks with me, shameless plug, it started this week. And if you haven't signed up, you can still sign up and we'll get you in. Uh, I say that because I'm a horrible drawer. I'm the best stick figure drawer you ever met. So when I draw this baseball diamond, just use your imagination if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right, you guys? So we've been using the baseball analogy and running the bases the right way. And during the first week, we talked about that it all starts in home plate. Home plate is where we connect with God, because if it starts with God, it has to finish with God. And if we don't start off on the right base, then you can't score a point. What's the point? Success. Getting over that next hump. But it all starts at home plate. Then uh, last week, we looked at first base. As Pastor Micaiah was saying, we are going to teach you how to get from base to base, spiritually speaking. Let's just clear that up right now, spiritually speaking. And we talked about character. The first base is character, and that's winning within. If we don't win within first, if we don't have a strong character, what ends up happening is when we get to uh, second and third base, I told you it's not going to be pretty. When we get to second and third base, our character is not able to support everything else that we're going to encounter along the way. So it's important that we win within. One of the quotes that Pastor Micaiah shared with us last week is, the world looks at charisma, God looks at your character. And that was so powerful. And it, and it, it just, it, I had to dive in and just kind of marinate on that. Because a lot of times we live for the world instead of setting ourselves up for, with the right character. Now this week we're going to be looking at second base, which is community. Because when we look that says community, you guys, I promise. <laughs> so when we look at community, when we think about success, we look, we always think about it with somebody else, right? So it's not only after we build our character, we also want to win with others, right? That's why next week we're launching life groups. Why? We want you to get in community. We want you to win with, win with community. And then third base is competence. Third base is where we all want to get. And I didn't practice like Pastor Micaiah, so I'm pretty sure that's right. 
And if it's not, just smile. Competent, right? And competence is what we all want to get to, which is success. We all want that raise. We all want that promotion. We all want the, the big house, the, the vacation in Hawaii that some of you guys just got back from. We all want that success. However, what the world is telling us is when you do it, you have to start backwards. You got to go to third base, then second. The problem with that is if you win, if you run the bases backwards, you won't be able to enjoy success all the way. Because what ends up happening is you get to third base, you win it all, but then you don't have anybody to share it with. You don't have any community to stand with you. Or, or even worse, what we're seeing nowadays is people win success, but they don't have any character. And then we see moral failures. And, you know, they say one wrong covers up a thousand rights, and we're seeing more wrongs than rights nowadays. And it's really hard because that's what the world is telling us to do. However, when we start at home, at home plate and make our way to first and second and all the way, we follow the right pattern. When you get to third base, let me tell you, you're going to be able to enjoy it so much because you're bringing it back home to God. Yeah. It's full circle. And that's the way we go all around. Now, today, we are going to focus on second base, which is community. And most of you guys, when you came in, you guys should have received a mirror So if you have your mirror, go ahead and hold it up for me. See, everybody got a mirror. Perfect. There you go. Some of you guys are already looking at yourselves. Don't get scared if you see a good reflection. All right. Um, Some of you guys are looking for the best angle as you guys are holding it up. Right. Now, the reason I give you guys all mirrors is because when we talk about community, we have to talk about relationship. And relationship is made up of two people, you being one of two. Now, I can't affect what happens to the other person, but we can talk about the person in the mirror. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Right? (laughs) You guys got that? Yes, I'm not that old. Yes. Good. (laughs) Starting with the man in the mirror. So I want you to hold out your mirror in front of you, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to have you ask yourself a question. And what is your best angle? I'm playing, I'm playing. That's what is your best angle. All right, so everybody's holding the mirror. Ask yourself this question. Does the external reflection match what's inside? Does the external reflection match what's inside? There you go. Right? Not always. Right? And as as we think about that is, why doesn't it match what we see on the outside? See, because often the person that we introduce to other people is the person we're pretending to be. So if we want real relationships, we can't start with somebody who we can't see in the mirror. If we want to have real, reflecting, genuine, authentic, if you want to get Trader Joe's organic (laughs) relationships, we need to make sure that what you see in the reflection matches what you see, what's on the inside. See, and a lot of times we, we believe that that we, we hear about it, but we don't, we don't put two and two together. We, we see people, oh, you're amazing. And you hear them talking, you're like, oh, you're not that amazing. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> we, hear him say, we hear him say stuff like, uh, when it doesn't match, we hear him say stuff like, well, my mama was like this, and my great-grandma was like this, so guess what? I'm worse. And you're like, but you look so good on the outside. What happened? Right. Or if you're at a wedding, you always hear this one, which is one of my favorites. Since the day I met you, girl, things change. Really? (laughs) What change? (laughs) See, what change is you are willing to reveal your real self. 
you were willing to take that next step and build a relationship with that person. But how do we build it out into a community? See, it starts with us. Community, we want to impact community. We want to change relationships. We need to take the next steps to do so. And in order for us to reflect real relationships, we need to do this. We need to love others by treating them the way I want to be treated. We need to love others by treating them the way I want to be treated. And we have one verse for us today, and it's a really powerful verse. So I invite you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version, so if it sounds a little bit different, that's what it is. Uh, But it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. And it reads like this. So then, in everything, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the essence of the law and the writings of the prophets. I'm going to read that one more time. So then in everything, for you theologians out there, everything in the Greek means everything. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Treat others the same way you want to be treated, for this is the essence of the law and the writings of the prophets. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the message that you have for us today. Open up our hearts and our minds to receive it, and I thank you in advance for the harvest that's going to come from it. In the name of Jesus, amen. So as we're talking about community and we're talking about the second base, we need to have some principles, some some basic things in order to have good, genuine, real relationships. And the first thing, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, is to have respect. And I know it sounds simple, but respect means valuing people. See, God values you, so we need to reflect God and value people, so we need to have respect respect. We know how the way we want to be treated. We call those standards. You can't just treat me any kind of old way. I have standards. I'm fancy. You put up your pinky as you drink your coffee, right? We have standards, but the problem with that is we often don't do it the other way. And I'm going to use this example here. And this one is a straight line, so this is going to be one of my best photos today. So When we think about treating others and having respect, we talked about standards. That's the way I want to be treated. But the problem is we often just stay here. See, if we're going to have a full relationship, we need to make it to the other half. What's the other half? The way I treat others. So what ends up happening is as we are looking at treating others, we often just think about ourselves. We become selfish. We want to be friendly, but we don't want to be friendly to others. I want people to be nice to me, but I'm going to be just rude. That's your half. (laughs) Where's the other half? It's like eating half of an Oreo without the cream. You're like, "Um, where's my cream? I'm missing the other half. Right? Uh, There was two people sharing a drink, and they said, all right, we'll split it because we only have enough money for one. All right, great. So I'll go first. And the guy drinks the whole thing, and he's like, what happened? Oh, mine was the bottom half. (laughs) And a lot of times that's what we do in relationships. We come forward, and we're like, oh, I want want people to treat me a certain way, but we just want to drink the whole glass. We don't want to share with others. 
See, when it comes to relationships and being real, we need to make sure that we're treating others the same way. You know, and that, let me tell you what that starts. That starts in our thoughts. Because our thoughts, if our thoughts don't align with what we're putting out, we're going to have an internal battle. That goes back to first base character. See, our thoughts need to be right. Our thoughts, let, let me put it to you this way. If your thoughts are, don't match what you are portraying, they're going to leak. And nobody likes to leak. Nobody likes a leaky cup. Nobody likes a leaky house. Nobody likes a leaky roof. Nobody likes leaky thoughts. See, because leaky thoughts eventually water your words. And what ends up happening is once you begin to water your words, guess what the harvest is? The harvest is your actions. So out of the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 23 also says, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. He says to eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So a lot of times we have hollow relationships because our thoughts don't match up with what we're putting forward. And therefore, because our thoughts don't match up with being genuine about the people we want to spend time with, or, or, or maybe we pretend to be nice on the outside, but we really think bad stuff about them on the inside. And you're like, oh, I love you. Don't look at them if they're sitting next to you. <laughs> you could only hold that up for so long before it leaks out. Right? Because a lot of times what we want, what, what nowadays is people want to be friendly to you because they want something from you. Yeah. How about we just start being friendly and connecting with people because we want to get to know them on a genuine basis? Let's set that as, let's just set that as a standard. Hey, I want to get to know you without, anything, with one, without wanting anything from you. Unless you're making little cheesecake bites from the barbecue. <laughs> You know who you are. I'm not going to put you out there because everybody's going to come looking for you. (laughs) So if you have your mirror, go ahead and hold up your mirror one more time. I want you to look at your mirror. Don't be afraid of the reflection. It still hasn't changed since you looked at it last. (laughs) And I want you to ask yourself this question. Do I have compassion? Do I have compassion? What is compassion? Compassion is loving people. You can go put your mirrors down. You guys were, my arm is shaking. I can't do another rep. (laughs) I'm holding on. It's like an ounce, but I can't do it. Now, valuing people and compassion sound almost the same, but compassion is love in action. Compassion is taking the action to be kind. See, I could value you, but I don't have to, doesn't mean I'm taking the actions to show you how much I love you. See, I could, I could say, hey, you're amazing, but I'm not demonstrating it. See, the thing about compassion, that, which is the reason why we often don't do it, it's that it's rarely convenient and it's others' focus. It's like, I want you to love me, but you're not loving them back. I, I want people to help me, but did you help others? I, we, compassion require us, requires us to move into what we want to see. See, the thing about compassion is that when we put it into action, it gives a permission for others to do the same. 
growing up in Puerto Rico, uh, my parents uh, planted a church in a beautiful city called Ponce, Ponce, Puerto Rico. And what ended up happening is uh, there was, we're six, we're not as big as Pastor Micaiah's family, but we're, we're all right, we're, we're halfway there. And the, the reason I say that is my dad, he asked, both of my parents were working, but during the summer, I looked forward to it because I would get to go sell cakes out of the back of our van with my dad. It was a way we supplemented our income for the household. And we had cake that was guava flavor because we were in Puerto Rico. Uh, we had cake that was cheese and guava flavor. And then we just had plain old cake because, you know, some people just don't like guava, but you guys need help in Jesus. <laughs> but the, I, the, when we sold the cakes over the summer, I want you to remind you, Puerto Rico is as humid as they come. Okay, and we were in a station wagon for you millennials. That's the one that has a seat that faces the opposite way. Um, And there was no AC and we had a big uh, speaker on top and we would start at 930 in the morning and we would finish when we would sell all the cakes that we had. How many cakes did we have? About 150. Yeah, that's what I said. Dad, that's a lot of cake. Can we eat some? No, we got to sell it all. But as we were driving through the towns and we would navigate, we would always, on a particular day, we would stop at this gentleman's house. And this gentleman uh, was somebody who was coming to Christ, and he was going through a difficult time with his family. And I would always see my dad, he would always stop, and instead of giving him a cake, he would give him part of the profits for the day. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, But on one particular day, We were driving, and my dad was selling a cake out of this side of the window, and I was on the passenger side, being all cute. I still am. Thank you, Pastor Ceci, for acknowledging. (laughs) Um, I see the gentleman coming. So I'm like, oh, this is my turn. It's my turn to be compassionate. So I open up the glove box. Here you go. And his eyes just blew up. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, si, senor. (laughs) Yes. That's yes in English. Yes, Dora, right? (laughs) And um, he was like, are you sure? And he looks at my dad, and my dad looks at me. I gave him all of the profits for the day. The hot and sticky driving around, we're down to like five cakes left, and I gave him all of it. And my dad looked at me, and he looks at him. He works with me. If he gave it to you, that's because it was meant for you to have it. So go ahead and enjoy and bless your family. See, the permission that my dad gave me came from what I saw him doing. A lot of us want to impact this next generation, but we're not showing them how to be compassionate. We want people to be compassionate. We need to demonstrate it to others because it's really convenient and it's going to cost you something. See, it costs us the profits for the day. But let me tell you what, it blessed him for a lifetime. Because the way he felt, he will never forget. He won't remember what we were driving. He won't remember what we sounded like. But he will never forget the day a young boy gave him the winnings for the day. I know this because my parents remind me every time I see them. (laughs) Remember the day you cost us all of our profits? (laughs) And it's cute and we laugh about it. But look at the lasting impact it had. That is compassion. See, and when we take compassion and we put it into action, we can make a difference. We are reflecting real relationships because we put love into action. 
Now, I do want to make a parenthesis here because the, the way things are looking nowadays, people say, hey, if you value me, then you will accept my values as well. That's a lie. Let me just clarify that you can love someone and not accept their values. See, because when you do, you end up conforming. And you, when you conform, you end up giving part of yourself. And if you conform in one area, what else are you willing to conform into? See, the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When you conform, you're, there's one that's going to be missing. That's the truth. Truth doesn't change. Truth is a fact. It doesn't bend or adjust for anyone. It stays the same. See, Jesus gave us an example of this when they brought the adulterous woman before him. And they said, Jesus, we found her. And I'm like, where's the guy? He got away, right? And they said, what are you going to do? The, the law says we have to stone her. And the story says that Jesus on the ground just started writing. It doesn't say what he wrote. Maybe he wrote their Instagram handles or their, I saw what you did yesterday and you're bringing this person forward. But it says that Jesus replied, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the story goes on to continue that all of them dispersed into the crowd. It's like when you turn on the lights and the roaches hide. Nobody, nobody else grew up with the roaches. I grew up in Puerto Rico. It's just, you get the house and the roach. Just all together. It's a, it's a plan, right? They pay rent too. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because Jesus, he then stood there and looked at the lady and said, where are your accusers? They're nowhere to be found. And then he says to her, go and sin no more. See, Jesus showed compassion when he should have shown judgment. A lot of us, were real quick to show judgment before we offer grace. See, grace is something you don't deserve, but here we see Jesus doing it. He valued the person. He respected her. He showed compassion, but notice how he didn't accept her sin. And before she left, hey, you got to pass, but don't do it anymore. That's what we need to do when we offer compassion. Love takes action. Go ahead and hold up your mirror for me. Yes, I'm going to make you work out. I hear somebody smacking their lip. I got to hold up again. (laughs) Go ahead and hold up your mirror. Look at yourself. And this time, instead of a question, I'm going to give you one thing to do. Are you guys looking in the mirror? Look in the mirror. Make friends. (laughs) Make friends. Simple enough, right? And it sounds really basic, but it's harder than what it seems. Go ahead and put your mirrors down. See, because when we talk about making friends, we often look for people who are kind of just like us, right? But I heard somebody say, friends are like elevator buttons. They'll bring you up or they'll bring you down. Choose the right ones and they'll help you grow up. Choose the the wrong ones and they'll bring you down. Now, here's the thing about friends. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. And a lot of times we don't want friends because they're going to hold us accountable to things we don't want to deal with. They'll call out the skeletons in the closet. They'll they'll say, hey, um, remember you told me to call you out when you started drinking soda and I told you to stop? You're about to have another soda. Have a water. (laughs) Or, hey, remember you said you were going to do the keto diet, but you're eating everything in sight? That doesn't work. Those are the kind of friends that will help you go Further, friends that will do what they say. See, the thing is about friendship, and I'm going to show you this one more time here with you guys. 
is that oftentimes we're worried about the quantity of friendships instead of the quality of friendships. When you have friends, not everybody can make it into your inner circle. Now, why is that? See, a lot of us want friends. We want to show how many friends we have. I know this person here. I know this person there. But do they really know you? See, people can know what you do, but do they know the real you? Close friends in the inner circle are the ones that know you for real. These are the kind of friends that do what they say. Let me give you a better example. The friends out here, you know these friends because they always say happy birthday, happy new year on your social media. The friends in here are the ones that get you the gifts when you celebrate your birthday. (laughs) You're like, that's a short list. Well, guess what? You got a closed circle. (laughs) But a lot of times the problem is that we struggle because we want everybody in the honor circle to be in our inner circle. And here's the thing, when people, when you have friends that are in the honor circle and you try to force them in here and they don't do what they say, you end up repeating the same problems they have. See, because real relationships reflect real people. So when you deal with friends who don't do what they say, guess what? You're on the other side. You're the other person not doing what you say. Because as we often give permission by our actions, if they're not doing what they say, what does that, think, what does that give you permission you to do? gives you permission to do the same. And I'm not saying it's going to be 100% of the time, but at least 90. At least have that standard. Hey, do what you say at least 90% of the time. When you're looking at at friends for the inner circle, look for people who give and take. Because if if we're really talking about people, we all know there's people that just consume, and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired, and we've only been hanging out five minutes. You laugh because you know who it is. And if you're not laughing, it's you. (laughs) And everybody laughs. Oh, yeah, it's not me. It's not me. (laughs) Take a pass, Pastor. Look the other way. (laughs) I'm not looking in the mirror. (laughs) We need friends who are willing to give part of them, but also take. And we need to do the same. Because if we are going to do to others, we're going to treat others the way we want to be treated, we need to make sure we have that as well. Because if friends are like elevator buttons, guess what? They'll press all the buttons and they'll guide your life. But where are the friends that are going to help you grow together? Where are the friends, the real friends in the inner circle, who are going to take you past what you think you could? In a good way. Let me say it this way. Friends that don't want you to succeed are not your friends. And I know this sounds super basic, but a lot of us need to really reflect on our friendships. Because we often hear people say, oh, I love them. You just met them yesterday. (laughs) Let's be real. Right? Let's dive in. You're saying they're in your inner circle and you just met them yesterday? Here's the thing. You notice how there's a distance between the inner circle and the outer circle? That's because real friends take time to build. Real friends can't just show up and automatically enter into your inner circle. That includes family. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. And that's okay. Because the tighter and more 
genuine these friends are, the better you're going to be. See, when you talk about treating others the way you want to be treated, these are the kind of friends that do that with you. These are the kind of friends that when they hang out with you, they're not going to talk bad about you when you leave the room. These are the kind of friends that are going to say, hey, you know what? You're acting a little funny. When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you opened up your Bible? You know what? Let's stop what we're doing. I need to pray for you. These are the kind of friends that will bring you to growth tracks. These are the kind of friends that will bring you to church. See, because we talked about respect. We talked about compassion. Some of us are here because we were invited by someone. Now, if I was this kind of friend and I invited you somewhere, would you show up? Probably not. See, because real friends in the inner circle are the ones that build respect and show compassion. If we are going to be the church that leads people to find and follow Jesus, we need to make sure that what we're reflecting to ourselves, to our community, to our, to our relationships is real, it's respectful, and it's compassionate. Here's the last thing I want you to think about, friends, and that is to forgive. Forgiveness is the hardest part of all when we talk about friendships. If the enemy can isolate you, then he can get to you. That's why friends are important. And a lot of times we isolate because we were hurt by someone and we choose not to risk making new friends to avoid the pain that may come with a friendship. That's just lack of forgiveness. See, forgiveness is the glue of love. Forgiveness is the one thing that will help your relationship get stronger when there's a tear. See, but a lot of us don't want to go through the process of getting, squeezing the glue and pouring it on the wound because you promise, I, I vowed I'm never going to go through this again. Yes, you can have standards. But let me tell you, forgiveness helps grow. Look what, it's, look what it says in Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and helpful to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding. And here's the key. Forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. The word says as well, less of me and more of you, God. When we look in the mirror, actually, hold up the mirror again. I'm going to make you guys work out today. Hold up the mirror. Look at it. Look at yourself in the mirror. What part of you reflects Jesus? What part of you reflects forgiveness? What part of you reflects grace? Because forgiveness is not something that you earn or you deserve. Forgiveness is something that has to be given because you don't deserve it. And you guys see that picture in the mirror? Yourselves? You and I didn't deserve grace. But yet Jesus died on a cross for you and I. He was willing, he wanted to have a relationship with you and I, so he what? He led by example. He sent his only begotten son. And as he hung on a cross, he didn't look at a mirror, he was thinking of you and me. When we're thinking about building friends and the things that are going to come from friendships, and if I could have the worship team help me, when we think about these things, 
How oftentimes are we thinking about our friends when we're going through a hard time? How often are we willing to offer forgiveness first before we offer anger? And, and I'm not saying you're not going to experience those emotions. Yes, you are going to experience them. But don't stay in them. Don't marinate in them. Don't, don't hang out there. See, because the more you sit on those, remember we said they go into our thoughts. They leak into our heart. And those truths of bitterness, let me tell you, they go deep. And the bitterness, when you start pulling it out and you think you got all of it out, something happens and automatically that happens. Just like that. Things come tumbling down when you don't have forgiveness. Yes, that was part of the sermon, I promise. And it's funny until it's you on the floor who just fell. It's funny until you're the one by yourself because you didn't offer forgiveness, have respect, or have compassion. It's funny until it's you yourself. It's not even facing up. You can't even see what I wrote anymore. And it's hard to process because we all want real relationships. And you know who the best friends are, who your true friends are? Let me show you. Real friends will prop you up. Real friends will take the time to go down in the pits with you. Community, real community, will pick you up when you're by yourself. Jesus did it for you. Why won't you do it for somebody else? Go ahead and stand with me. I'm going to ask you guys one more question, but this time we're not going to use the mirror. Where are you being casual with relational? And as you think on that, I'm going to ask that everybody close their eyes and bow their heads. I don't know where you find yourself, but if you're like the whiteboard and you feel isolated, knocked down without friendships, let me tell you, there's somebody who is closer than a friend. And he wants to be with you. He wants to be part of your life. His name is Jesus. And if that's you today, I'm going to just ask you to slip up your hand there where you are. And we'll pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to open up this altar. If you want to come up, we'd be more than happy to pray for you. Because although these are very basic principles, they're really hard to apply each and every day. You could also make an altar there where you are. 
and with every head, with every eyes closed and every head bowed. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for today. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us these very basic principles. Jesus, we realize it's hard to be respectful when we've been wrong. It's hard to show compassion and your love when we don't have the time or it's just not in our schedules. And it's hard to make friends when we've been hurt by them. But you have demonstrated that we can do it all. That we can love, that we can have compassion, that we can show respect. And we can build real relationships that are founded on you. Jesus, we want to reflect, we want to reflect you to our friendships, to the community, the world. But we understand that we need to take the first step, and it starts with us. So Jesus, I present this church before you. And I present everybody who is struggling with any one of these things, Jesus, that you would help them at this moment. And that you would give them the strength to continue another day. Where they lack, that you would pour out respect, that you would pour out passion. Lord, and that you would open up the community, the doors for them to connect with community. Lord, you send your only begotten son to have a relationship with us. Let us reflect that to our community, Jesus Christ. And I thank you for today. In the name of Jesus, amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.